0: So it's encouraging to hear that Christ is our solid rock. Um, let us continue to be encouraged of Christ being our solid rock with the preaching of the word at this time. If you have a copy of God's word, uh, join me in Romans chapter 8. And we're going to be looking at verse 13 here this morning. Romans chapter 8, verse 13. <coughs> Chapter eight, verse thirteen. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you, but if by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Let me pray for us and um, and I ask the Lord to help us as we work through this verse here this morning. Our Father, God's in heaven, our Prophet, our Priest, our King and your spirit, Lord, who sustains us, who keeps us. Lord, we come to the triune God right now for help. As we go through your word right now, help us, Lord, that your word is preached faithfully. Lord, that your word, Lord, give us life at this time. So, Lord, we ask you for help. Help me, Lord. I need your help as I preach your word, Lord. I am weak, I'm fragile. I need your help. But, Lord, also, Lord, I need to listen to your word. And not just me, your people before me need to hear your word this morning. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to give us truth. Give it to us this morning, Lord. And let us be built up. Let us be edified at this time. So help me, Lord, be clear with your word. And help me, Lord, be faithful to your text at this time. So we thank you, Lord, for bringing us back here today to your word. So help us, Lord. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. We have been studying now the Book of Romans. Uh, I think I checked. I think we have had over thirty something sermons now out of the Book of Romans. And we've just been walking through the Book of Romans, and the Book of Romans has been an amazing journey of Paul writing to the Roman Church to encourage the Roman Church and what they may, what they were facing at that time and one of the things they need to be encouraged by they need to be encouraged by the gospel for those that believe need to hear the gospel for those that didn't believe need to hear the gospel so Paul understand uh, the two audience we know this from Romans chapter 1 and Paul was sharing with the Roman church that he was looking forward to coming to see them to encourage them and that many that were not believers can also hear the gospel and come to know Christ That's why he tells us that in verse 14 in Romans chapter 1 I am under obligation both to the Greek and the Barbarians both to the wise and to the food and foolish so I'm eager to preach the gospel to you also in Rome so Paul is thinking about edifying and encouraging the Roman church but he's also thinking about those that are in Rome that need the gospel as well and so Paul has been walking out first his if they need the gospel in the church and they need the gospel also outside of church, the Roman church needs to know what the gospel is first. And Paul lays out this gospel that he's not ashamed of. This gospel of Christ who is perfect. He took upon himself the sins of his people and was punished for sin that wasn't his. Amen. He took upon the sins of his people and he was punished by the Father so that the people that the God had set aside for himself could be made righteous and they can have eternal life. Amen. So the gospel Paul lays out, he lets them they see that even in Romans 3 and Romans 2, that all have sinned. That there's no one that's righteous, no not one in Romans 3.10. That everybody have turned from their, turned from their ways and, and turned to ungodliness that no one have done right. So everybody stand guilty before God. And it tells us in Romans 6, for the ways of sin is death. So Paul lays out before us that mankind has sinned and mankind need a savior. And Paul goes on to let us know that it was a savior that came. It was Christ. Christ came to give life. That's why I tell this in Romans 3, verse 2 and 1. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophet bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For all who believe have received righteousness from Christ. Christ has imputed his righteousness to them, his righteousness to them. And their sins were placed on him. So Christ was punished for sin, and for those that believe in Him, get righteousness. So Paul encouraged the Roman church that for those that have truly believe in Christ, they're righteous. And he goes on the lines out, and I like how Marlon Jones have went through and, and, and broke this text down. And Marlon Jones said all this now have to do with assurance. How Christ has died for us? Do we believe that? If we believe that, we have assurance in Christ forever that we're going to be able to rest in Christ forever because we are forever justified by Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I tells them in Romans 5, verse 2, through him we have also obtained access by faith into His into the grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So family, we get eternal assurance in Christ for what Christ has done for us. Maybe. So Paul, I mean, Paul is laying out the foot of Roman church that not only you were dead in your sins, but now you have brought, been brought to Christ. And by being brought to Christ, there will never be a time in the future that you would never be justified. You will always be justified forever for what Christ has done. He has made you right. And the word zadik in the same way in Hebrew is the same word as righteousness is the same word we get justification. Justification is very similar to righteousness. That we are justified before the court, before the judge. We are considered not guilty. When we would never be guilty because Christ was the guilty one because he took upon sin that wasn't his. That's why it says in Romans, I mean, in Corinthians, 5:21. 1, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God, that Christ is the righteous one. Amen, amen. He took upon sin. And so Paul continues to go and t- uh, to explain before us and share before us that, hey, you are righteous before God, but temptation does come. And we're going about this in Romans 7. Trials does come. Hard times does come. A lot of times we revert back to when hard times come, am I really a believer? Am I really following after Jesus? Paul hits us with in Romans 8 verse 1 For there, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and the King James continues to say, according to the flesh but according to the spirit He said for those that are keep looking for the same then right? trying to look for the sin to remind them that there's no condemnation for those that believe in Jesus Christ that you would never be condemned that for those that truly believe in Jesus your sins were nailed to the cross that you can look to Christ and Christ is our federal head and he took our place so today pause continue in our study today he continued walking us through that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. But now he's going to go in and explain what does it look like for those for that have no condemnation. Those are the ones that live in the spirit. They're not the ones that continue living in the flesh. The ones that live in the spirit does not have condemnation. So we're going to do it in three points today. The first point is, is, Sin will lead you to death, 13a. The second point is going to be the spirit kills sin And 13b. And point number three, eternal life for those who kill sin. If I can title this today, I would say kill sin, kill sin. So look at point number one. Sin will lead you to death. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. This word for right here starts this verse off. Four lets us know that Paul is about to further explain what he's getting at for those that are debtors to Christ. For those that are debtors to, to the flesh are the same as the ones that are living according to the flesh. Living somewhere is a permanent resident. So if being a debtor to the flesh is someone' lifestyle that is catering to the flesh. They have made their identity the things of the flesh. And we talked about the things of the flesh in Galatians 5 last week. Jealousy, enmity, those are things of the flesh. Gossip are things of the flesh. But a Christian doesn't find comfort in living in the flesh. A Christian professed Christ and continues submitting to Christ, not submitting to the flesh. The flesh is not their Lord. Their Lord is Jesus Christ. They submit into to Christ for those that are in Christ. They don't just say they are in Christ, but their lives are totally submitting to Christ. That's what's wrong with the Pharisees in Jesus' day. They knew all the things of the Lord. They were cold scriptures. They were memorized scriptures, but their hearts were so far away from God. They were nominal believers they were believers in words only but not in actions but for those that are true believers they're not only just professing christ they're living for christ they're not submitting to the flesh one person says this a person that say they believe in christ but have no regard to his command is an antinominus. A person that say they believe in Christ but have no regard to his command are antinominous. Antinominus is a person that's against God's laws. They're against God's commands. A person that say they believe but doesn't want to keep God's commands this person says an So Paul here in Romans 8 is making a distinction on those who are living in the flesh and those that are living in the spirit that those that are living in the flesh will be condemned condemned meaning that they will die this is not only the, the first death but the second death which is eternally separated from the Lord Lord's kingdom forever one person says one person said this right here Now if we live after the flesh Or allow the flesh to govern us If we live If we make it our business To gratify it Minding the things of the flesh If we make its gratification Our end or our business We shall die Some did, To whom Paul alluded when he says Many walk of whom I have told you often And now tell you even weeping That they are enemies of the cross of Christ who end is discretion, who God is their belly, and who glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. Also, we have more passages that tells us about those who profess Christ but continue living in the flesh would not enter the kingdom of God. Now, not no matter how good that Christology is, they profess Christ but they never possessed him. You guys know the text in Matthew seven. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, we enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. On that day, many would say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name and then will i declare to them i never knew you depart from me you workers of lawlessness if that wasn't enough text uh, we're thinking about also in matthew 25 verse 31 when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him then he would sit on his glorious throne before him will be gathered all the nations And he will separate people from from one another, from another. As a shepherd separates sheep from goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come. You who are blessed by my father, inherit, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did and when did we see a stranger and we welcome you, or naked and close you? And then did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king would answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Verse 43. Then he would say to those on his left, depart from me. You cursed into the eternal fire, Prepare for the devil and his angel. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me Sick, in prison, and you did not visit me Then they also will answer Saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry Or thirsty, or stranger or naked, or sick, or in prison And did not minister to you Then he will answer them saying Truly I say to you As you did not do it to one of the least of these You did not do it to me And these will go away into eternal punishment But the righteous into internal life so what Paul is saying here it's not anything new this is words of Jesus this is what Jesus teaches here if you continue living in the flesh it will show that your profession was not genuine but for those that are truly in Christ yes you will sin but you will live in repentance you are running to Christ and allowing him to be your Lord so let us be careful allow our repentance just to be uh, verbal but the heart is still not ready to submit to Christ for those that aren't submitting you will die and will face judgment of God there is no life in the things of the flesh the things of the flesh will lie to you it will say come and taste that this is good and it will not be good So family, sin will lead you to death. Do not follow after sin. Do not follow after sin. And Paul is writing this to a church, family. He's writing to the Roman church. He's encouraging his church. These are believers in this church right here in Rome. Paul is encouraging them to beware of this. That it may be some within the body of Christ that's professing Christ but their life is not submitted to Christ. Family, even though we are in 2023, let us open our eyes and and hear these words as well for us to evaluate how are we doing with these things? Are we putting up with sin? Husband, how are we leading our home? Are we leading our home with an iron fist? Or are we leading our home with grace? Again, is that in the way of it might you might be feeding the homeless. You might be doing great things with the homeless. But is it any sin that's in your life that haven't been addressed? Is it any respectable sins in our life that this sin is not too bad? Family, all sin is bad. We shouldn't give any any room for any type of sin, all sin is bad. So family, let us not be deceived and tolerate certain sins. Because if we tolerate certain sins, we tolerate the things of the flesh. And that's what the word is talking about here. The things of the flesh right here. The second point here is that the spirit kills sin but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. This is different from living according to the flesh. This is for those that have no condemnation. He used the word but. So there's a hope here. There's no hope for those that are living in the flesh, but let us know that it is hope for those that are not living in the flesh. For one is living according to the spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body. The King James used the word mortify the flesh. Flesh is not your skin or your arms it's talking about here. It's not talking about your skin, get away your skin. It's not saying get away your arms. It's not referring to that in this particular context. It's referring to the sin that is a part of you. Amen. One person says this right here to mortify is to put to death or destroy and the mortification of sin consists in in a constant opposition to it. It's warfare with it until it dies but sin dies slowly. So let me say this again. To mortify is to put to death or to destroy and the mortification of sin consists in a constant opposition to it and warfare with it until it dies. But sin dies slowly. Another thing someone said here said, and our apostle speaks of the body of the sin of death, a sin of the flesh. And as always and Colossian thus, put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual morality, impurity, lust, desires and greed which is idolatry because these the wrath of God is coming you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived so family we are to put to death any sin that remains we are to say no to everything pertaining to sin anger gossip sexual immorality anything it must be put to death because if it doesn't get put to death it will spread like mold one time I was working in my workshop and I saw some mold in my ceiling and for me I said, "Ah, it'll go away eventually I come back a couple weeks later come back a couple weeks later next thing you know I look up my whole ceiling now in my workshop is covered in mold mold spread it so quickly because it wasn't addressed. And the same thing with sin, if sin doesn't address, get addressed, it spreads. Right? You might start off being angry at a spouse. Now you're angry at a co-worker. Now you're angry at everyone to come your way. That's how sin works. But also sin works in other different ways within relating to sexual morality, It might start off watching this. Then it might spread to this and spread to this. So again, if sin is not checked, it will spread. But thank be to God, the Spirit is the one the Lord gives us that puts away the sin that leads to death. It's the beauty of the Spirit. The Spirit does what we can't do. For us, we're weak, right? But the Spirit is so strong and the Spirit goes before us and the Spirit comforts us and minds of God truth to say no to the things that are of the flesh. So the Spirit is called our helper. It helps us and it guides us to the things of the Lord. For those that listen to the Spirit, those are the ones that are putting the depth of the flesh. So I encourage you all to kill the pride, thinking that you can do it by yourself. Whatever that sin is that might be in your life right now, you're not strong enough in and of yourself to get rid of it. If you're strong enough to get rid of it, why did God give us the Holy Spirit? He gave us the Spirit because we're not strong enough. He gave us the Spirit because we need His strength. One of the issues in 1 Corinthians 5 was the issue of sin. And Paul encouraged the Corinthian church to address this issue. Because if you don't address this issue, it's going to spread this happened even in the christian life sin was spread but family we can't do it alone we need the spirit of god to help us to get rid of sin we know what christ has done on the cross he died he took our sins upon himself but still family this is our old flesh And our old flesh, even though we have a new spirit in us that is professing Christ every single day, our flesh is still old. Our flesh still looks and things and craves the senses, the things of this world. So family, even though Christ has died for us, died for us, He took our sins upon himself. We still have old flesh. And one day on a day of glory, we're going to get rid of this old flesh we're going to put on new flesh. The flesh is going to match the new spirit in us. A flesh that will never cater to sin again. Amen. But here on this earth, Paul is addressing that We're here on earth, and this old flesh is here, and this old flesh is going to want things in this world. You need to trust the spirit. But also trusting the spirit, you get eternal life. Brings to point number three. Eternal life for those who kill sin. You will live, it tells us at the end of this verse. This is not the first time we have seen this. We saw this also in Romans 8, verses 2 through 6. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus. From the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh cannot do is death but the set mom in the spirit is life and peace there is life and peace for those that are putting to death the flesh again this is not suicide it is not someone hurting themselves this is someone that is putting away all forms of sin they are killing sin and for those that do that they will live and not just an earthly abundance of life but a life with eternal life given to them to give an eternal life for those that are pushing away for those that are killing sin by the help of the Spirit, they get eternal life so Paul gets and brings in more clarification in this in Romans eight verse one. There there is therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Now Paul is explaining who these people are that's not going to receive condemnation. This is who they are. The one that's not given into the flesh, the ones that are trusting the Spirit, the ones that are not given into the flesh, they would not be condemned. We see in our context in our day that people say, you know, one saved, always saved, right? And some people go and say, if saved. This right here kind of explains that someone can profess Christ and their heart was never changed. It was just words. But right here, though, is that somebody professed Christ and their life do change. And I'm not talking about this professionalism in the world. Christ is the only one perfect. We still have our old flesh. Our old flesh is going to be one of the things that is world. It's going to be a warfare, right? And so our old flesh is not perfect at all. And so it's going to be a battle every single day. It's going to be a battle against the things of the flesh. But for those that are battling the things of the flesh, for those that might give in to sin and they're turning to repentance, right? We saw this picture with Peter. How Jesus had to rebuke him. And we see the life of Peter just turning repentance toward the Lord. And we see this picture of repentance toward even with Abraham's life. We see a fragile man that falls short turning in repentance. So, family, as Christian believers, we're going to fall short, but do we turn in repentance? And by turning in repentance, we don't turn and try to do better, we turn to Christ. Amen. And as we turn to Christ, he helps us to look more like him. So what do we get? For those that are turning to Christ and not trusting the Spirit, we get eternal life. We know this. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So it is, we also see this in John 10, 28. I give them eternal life and they would never perish and no one would snatch them out of my hands. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. For those that are trusting and believing in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and not giving them to the flesh, they get eternal life. We also see this in 1 John 225. And this is the promise that he made to us. Eternal life. Eternal life. 1 John 17. It tells us. Yeah, 1 John 17. I mean not first, I'm sorry, John 17, verse 2. Since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you and the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. 1 John 5, 11. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Paul gets this from Jesus. Eternal life is given to those who believe in Christ. For those that are trusting and believing in Christ, they would not be put to death. They would not be condemned, but they get eternal life. So what's happening now? Paul is doing it in Romans 8. Paul has moved from assurance in Romans like 5, 6, and 7, even somewhat in 8. Now he's moving to sanctification. What does it look like living this out now? You know you're gonna have Christ forever for their children truly believe. But now, what does it look like on a daily basis of the Christian life? They're sanctified now, they're putting away the things of the flesh. This is how a Christian grow. You want to grow in Christ? Stop living in sin. And trust Jesus. They're putting to death the sin and looking more like their Savior. We see so many initiatives to try to change our city of Palm Bluff. So many initiatives, been good initiatives that have tried to do certain things to change the the different uh, things in our community policy doesn't change the heart. I want Jesus can change the heart by the spirit. This city needs the gospel. This city needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what changes hearts. That's what behaviors change in the life of the Christians. Can okay, somebody help me real quick? So the Christian life, as we're submitted to Christ, we're looking more like Christ. We don't do the things we used to do anymore. Now we do the things that Christ has called us to do. Our affections have changed. Our enslavement is a sin. There's no enslavement anymore. Our fish is now to our Lord and Savior now. We want to look more and more like Christ. And those that are doing that, those that are one would never be condemned. Let me end with a couple of application here. You can't serve two masters You cannot serve two masters One person says this Sin must die Or the sinner Both cannot live Therefore let us strike at the root of sin And not be satisfied with Looping off the branches Lopping off the branches If you let sin live It will destroy you But if you put away and put on Christ You will live But the first thing we got to come to the point of what sin is in our life? What type of sin is in our lives? This is the good to be around and be a part of a local church. To live out the gospel uh, mission within the body of Christ. A lot of things you may not see but brothers and sisters may see those certain things. But not only just the body of Christ but also your spouse's that are believers. Like, listen to those that are around you. There might be a lot of things that you might be doing that you might not think that is sin, but it might just be sin. But also, spending time in God's word. There's no way you cannot come and study and study God's word and not come to your knees. By studying God's word, it brings you to your knees to be able to see who you really are. I would say, be a part of a local church to live out this message with each other. For us to be able to see the errors in our life, you know, and again, church discipline is not a bad thing. Church discipline is good for brothers to show us that we're going down the wrong road. We need this. We need older men to pour into younger men. We need mature men to pour into immature men. And that's vice versa, mature ladies to pour into mature ladies, immature ladies. So ways to put away sin. Again, first you have to acknowledge sin in your life. Ask the Lord to destroy any type of pride that might be high in your sin. Once your sin is brought to light, start putting things in place that sin would not have any place to grow. One person said deprave it, deprive it, deprave it subdue it, It has it die, die, kill it. So how you can do this? Spend less time on social media. Social media keeps us going. Social media caters to the flesh. A lot of social media want us to to, to, uh, uh, to continue going to over and over. A lot of social media can lead us to cater to the flesh. Don't go to places that can be tempting for you you struggle with alcohol, don't go to bars. You struggle with other things, you know, stay away from certain TV shows. If a person is always complaining and being negative around you, limit your time around them because you might find yourself starting to gossip. Think of practical ways that those sins that you see yourself continually getting uh, getting involved with, start setting some boundaries around. Set boundaries in a way that for you not to be so easily able to give in to those things again. Another thing I would say is to encourage you on, to, uh, on ways Continue a better prayer life. A better prayer life to the Lord. Spending more time in prayer and just seeking the Lord, knowing more about the Lord through his word and praying to the Lord when things are getting hard for you instead of giving in, in those difficult times. But I end with this again. Kill sin kill sin. And for those that kill sin, you get eternal life. You get Jesus at the end. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us.